Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hope for Today. My name is Naja E. Brown, and I will be one of your hosts today. And the other host is Zenobia Bailey. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi, Zenobia. Hi, We're there, Naja. Talk- oh, I'm I'm glad you're you're online with me here. So today we're going to talk about the path of life and joy. And as we get started. I'd like for you to ponder three questions. The first question being, do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? The second question, do you know what a single day may bring forth? And the third question is, are we, are you and I, are we ready for anything that might come our way? We might not be able to answer all of those questions today, but we're certainly going to give you some food for thought and the Word of God to chew on. Oftentimes when I feel very overwhelmed and a little stressed out, I go to the Psalms in the Bible because the Psalms are a wonderful place to go when we need to remind ourselves that God is worthy of all praise because of who He is, what He has done, and what He will do. You see, His goodness extends through all time and eternity. The book of Psalms, the word Psalms comes from a Greek word meaning a song sung to the accompaniment of a plucked instrument. And the book of Psalms was probably written and compiled over maybe a period of about a thousand years. And interestingly enough, the book was used as a temple hymn book of the kingdom period. It explores the full range of human experience in a very personal and practical way. The most common theme is worship, and the Psalms present a very personal response to the person and work of God as they reflect on His plan for His people. You can find such topics as jubilation, war, peace, worship, judgment, messianic prophecy, praise, and lament, all topics that we can relate to today. And today I'd like to read from Psalm 16. We're going to look at verses 1 through 11. And this psalm is a celebration of the joy of fellowship that David realized comes from faith in the Lord. And I will be reading from the New International Version, the NIV. We're going to look at the entire chapter, verses 1 through 11. Keep me safe, my God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. Apart from you, I have no good thing. I say of the holy people who are in the land, they are the noble ones in whom is all my delight. Those who run after other gods will suffer more and more. I will not pour out libations of blood to such gods or take up their names on my lips. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right side, I will not be shaken. 
Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful one see decay. You make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. The psalm may have been written by David. This particular psalm might have been written by David when he was faced with great danger in the wilderness or maybe even opposition during his reign. Whatever the occasion, David was thoroughly convinced that because he had come to know and trust the Lord as his portion in life, he could trust him in the face of death. Jesus Christ is also uh, mentioned all throughout the Psalms, and he didn't come until centuries later uh, as Israel's promised Messiah, but he is all throughout the Psalms. Peter quoted these same passages to the men of Israel in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 31. We're not going to read those verses. But he was preaching a sermon reminding the men of Israel that even though they had put Jesus to death, Jesus is risen and exalted as Lord and Christ. And with Christ's resurrection, God put an end to the agony of death. If we look at all 11 verses and kind of look at them one by one, we're going to take a look at what David's response was to the very person and work of God. So David is rejoicing because in God he is safe and can take refuge. David is announcing his exclusive trust in the Lord by acknowledging apart from him he has no good thing. David is delighting in the fact that godly people are in the land. He recognized the value of good company. David extolled his blessings that being the Lord is his portion and all that he needed to satisfy his heart and his life. The Lord being his portion is being compared to the best inheritance a person could receive. David praised the Lord because he counseled him at night and because he guided him safely. Because of this, David knew he would not be shaken. David was assured that the Lord would preserve his life in the face of death. And he rejoiced because God enabled his body to rest securely even when confronted with death. His rest came from knowing that God would not abandon him to the grave nor let his body or nor let his holy one see decay. David knew that God had caused him to know the path of life, his path of life, so he could anticipate experiencing further joy in God's presence. Death and hardship posed no threat for David because he enjoyed great blessing and fellowship with the Lord. And ultimately, God would not permit death and the grave to interrupt that marvelous fellowship. So what is our hope for today? The same uninterrupted fellowship with the Lord that David experienced and wrote about in Psalm 16 is true for believers today. We might not be facing death, but hardship will befall us. Challenges will knock at our door. Devastation might even knock us off our feet. But his promises still remain true for us today. The Apostle Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 through 39, For I am convinced that neither neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation 
will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jeremiah the prophet wrote in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. I'd like for us to revisit the questions just once again. One being, do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? The second question, do you know what a single day may bring forth? And three, are we, are you and I, ready for anything that might come our way? I remember about uh, three years ago I was moving from one job to another, and uh, I'm of the age where you really shouldn't leave a job unless you're vested. (laughs) (laughs) And I had lots of complicated things going on. I was trying to leave the job. I was trying to plan to leave the country and go to China for 10 days, and I was trying to time everything just right and just so. So I wrote out my letter of resignation and submitted it, and then I was, okay, this is done. This is a done deal. Went through the onboarding with the new company. wasn't supposed to start until after I came back from China. And then I was thinking, oops, are you sure you're vested? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I know. And then I was starting to fret and sweat, and I was, you know, oh, maybe I should resend the the resignation. Maybe I should go back to work to the old company before I start the new company when I return from China. I mean, I just was fretting over the whole thing. And there was a still, quiet voice. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was a still quietness in my spirit that said, I am your retirement. Mm. And I took that to heart, and it gave me peace, a peace that truly surpassed all understanding at that time for for, for me at that moment. And at the end of the day, I was able to find out that, yes, in fact, I had vested. But during that time, I was trying to plan and predict all that would happen. And another scripture comes to mind, and that's Proverbs 16 and 3, and it says, Commit your plans to the Lord, and he will establish your thoughts. So as we look at those questions and ponder those questions, are we ready for anything that might come our way? Do we really have a say in what's going to happen tomorrow? And do we have a say what each day or a single day may bring forth? Zenobia, what do you think? Well, um, as I formulate my thoughts here, I I hope that our audience, our listeners, are are coming up with um, their own responses. I think we can be ready, but the only way to be ready is to know this Lord God that David knows and has full confidence in that nothing and and absolutely nothing, not just from this psalm, but from other passages in the Bible about David, absolutely nothing sways him. He is fully confident in who God is and his love for him, David. And because of that, we too can have that same confidence if indeed we have come to God the Father in the way he says we should come, asking him to forgive us of our sins and to receive us 
as his child, and we accept him as our Lord and Savior. The Bible tells us that no man or woman comes to the Father but by Jesus Christ or accept by Jesus Christ. And David says, you read to us in the second verse, the second part or the middle part of the second verse, David says to God, you are my Lord. And so when we know Christ Jesus as our Lord, we it's not us. He navigates our our entire life for us. And so in that sense, right. I am ready. But if I don't know him, then I am not ready for anything. Yes. So that's how I'd like to respond to that nausea. That's, well, thank you for that. So the challenge for us is can we embrace that God is our portion? If we've gone through those steps that you've shared with us, that we've accepted him as Savior and Lord, can we embrace that God is our portion and all that we need to satisfy our heart and life, that we can find safety and refuge in him no matter what, that we can look to him for counsel both day and night and trust the counsel that we're receiving? And that the path of life that we're on is is a time that's being allowed for us to anticipate experiencing further joy in God's presence. You see, again, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Our prayer today for you in closing is that while you are on your path of life, that you would find joy, that you would be made complete, that you are comforted, that you become like-minded with Christ Jesus and live in peace. And above all, that you will stand firmly on Christ's promises regardless of your life circumstances and seek to enjoy intimate fellowship with him. And we'd like to say in closing, may the God of love and peace be with you and us until our next Hope for Today podcast. Thank you very much. God bless everybody.